Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, this is a special episode that I wasn't planning on recording, but had to because I'm going to Worlds. That's right, more details to follow, but first, our first segment. List building with Joe. And this week's list uh, is called The Droids You're Looking For. And uh, it started off as a joke um, between me and my buddy Mason, who uh, should be on this episode here in just a little bit. Um, anyway, um, after going 4-1 in day one, um, which I'm going to talk more about in a, in a little bit, um, I looked at Mason and I made the joke that if I secured my invite, the next tour championship, uh, I would fly a list called the droid you're looking for. And it's just something that I was playing with. And it's... Uh, Lebo with false transponder codes, Deadman Switch, Notorious, Outrider, and Electronic Baffle, K2SO with Pivot Wing, Ursa Ren, and Harrison Dula, Chopper with Magviaro, Saul Guerrera, and Ghost, and AP5 with the Phantom Title, Chewbacca, and R4 Astromech. And uh, it's a total meme, squ- meme, squab- meme squad, but I'm going to be flying it during the next SoCal store championship that I go to, to support the other players there so we can hit that 16 player mark. But I'm only going to do it once. But if you have any ideas on how I can approve the list, let me know in the Discord. Let's head into our next segment AMG Rules Forum. And the first question this week is Ty SF Hefty. Heavy Weapon Turret and Multi-Missile Pods OP, does the Heavy Weapons Turret ship ability override the half-arc of the Multi-Missile Pods, or can you still shoot from the half-arcs corresponding to the turret positions? Answer, no. The TIE-SF's ship ability, Heavy Weapon Turret, states that you must treat the front arc restriction of your equipped missile upgrades as a turret arc. In the equipped, if the equipped missile does not have a front arc restriction, like multi-missile pods, for example, the heavy weapons turret ship ability would not apply as it does not meet the requirements of the ability. Okay, and the next one, can a dock ship perform a scenario action when it is deployed? OP. If I deploy a dock ship in the system phase, can the ship perform a scenario action as its action after completing the maneuver? Answer. No. Scenario actions are white actions that are available to every ship in the play area during scenario play. A ship can perform a scenario action only during its perform action step. Therefore, a ship cannot perform a scenario action if it is not granted an action or 
cannot, therefore, I cannot read, therefore a ship cannot perform a scenario action if it is granted an action at any other time. And now it's time for the main event! Okay, so now that we are in the main part of the podcast, I brought my good friend Mason Tanner back onto the podcast. Say hello, Mason. Hello, everybody. This is Mason Tanner. How you doing? All right, so uh, Mason and I recently just got back from uh, Golden State Games, where we had a good time. As I kind of alluded to, I uh, took top four. But before we get into my story, Mason, why don't you tell us what you flew and how you did? Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited. This is the first time that I ever made it into a cut uh, at an event of this level. So both Joe and I ended up making cut. Uh, I came in at number seven at the top of Swiss, uh, and I lost by one point in the uh, the first match. Almost, almost got my world's invite. I could taste it. Uh, so I'll go back and I'll I'll try again next time. But as for my list. Um, I'm just kind of a diehard Rebels player. I'm with them, whether they're good, whether they're not good. Uh, it's just my jam. So, uh, I was flying something a little, or maybe I should say a lot, off meta. Um, so I know a lot of folks have been flying variants of Han, Orlando, and the Millennium Falcon. Uh, kind of that double-tapping powerhouse. Um, and I told myself I didn't want to fly Han. And I also didn't want to fly Fen Rao, because I can't figure out how to fly a Fang Fighter to save my life. Um, so, I started off my list with a uh, Battle of Yavin Luke. It's a nice five-point corner piece. Uh, Luke's very solid around the board. He has high uh, offensive capability. Uh, he's also very defensive with his ability. And if you're absolutely getting dunked on, you can bugger off and R2 for a couple of shields back if you do it right. Maybe get an objective uh, with an action. Um, the second piece of my list, another X-Wing. Gosh, another T-65 X-Wing, right? Well, uh, I ran with Wes Jansen, uh, or as I like to call him, Wes Jamson. Um, I put uh, Enduring on him, because uh, there's a lot of abilities that are inflicting crits, whether it's cannons or uh, other proton torpedoes. Uh, and so if somebody's not catching me in their firing arc, uh, I like to be able to cancel those first and try to reduce the amount of damage he's taking. Uh, and to, to help with that as well, I also put a shield upgrade on him, uh, make him a little more survivable, a little more tanky. Uh, and since he does have the uh, servo motor S-foils configuration, uh, and I can use his pilot ability to potentially jam off uh, a target lock or a focus or an evade, or something uh, that another ship needs to use one of its abilities. Uh, for example, like a, a TIE Bomber. If I can get rid of that focus, that TIE Bomber has no barrage rockets. Um, so if I need to boost and focus and take a stress token, uh, I've got R4 Astromech to, um, to kind of take that and uh, blew up all my slower maneuvers. Um, the next piece, and uh, arguably one of the most choice decisions in my list, uh, is Nora Wexley uh, in the uh, Rebel Y-Wing. Uh, so her pilot ability is if there's an enemy ship uh, at range 0 to 1, you may add one evade result to your dice results. Um, so if she's up in your face, uh, she's really hitting you hard, but uh, she's also very tanky. Uh, I'm super excited because they gave her a gunner slot back. 
so I've got an ion cannon turret and Vetra turret gunner uh, for that double tapping combo, um, still at an I-5 uh, and potentially inflicting uh, ions on my opponent. Uh, which will line them up for further rounds, uh, get rid of any target locks that they have on my ships, uh, and generally just be a nuisance. Um, also, through afterburners on there um, to help me get in and range control with my opponents. Uh, and also, who doesn't want to go fast in a Y-Wing? It's just some silliness that everyone's all about. Um, and since I had an additional two points uh, for to tie up those 18 squad points, uh, I used an R4 Astromech. Uh, because the four forward and the three hards are red on that ship, just to make sure that I could uh, shed that stress and keep up the shenanigans. Uh, a great combo piece with Nora uh, and two ships that I flew together to start at 2.0 uh, is Lieutenant Blount. Uh, and so if I'm using Nora effectively and able to get into range to activate her ability, if I have Blount back uh, at a, a range beyond, um, that additional dice from his pilot ability almost makes him like a real X-Wing. Um, so you go from two to three attack dice. Um, you can be an absolute nuisance at range one with four dice. Um, and because the Z95s... Um, can be one shot i figured it would be safe to put a shield upgrade on him uh, and then they use those last three of 11 points for a predator just to make him a little bit more of a nuisance uh and then my favorite and most derpiest ship of the entire faction is the seven forwarding sabine tie with uh best car reinforced plating uh which can save you uh if you take a nasty torpedo shot or uh something of the sort now so. this isn't your your first version of this list. I know we've been tweaking it for, gosh, several months now. How did it start? Oh yeah. So, um, just, I just am, real quick. Yeah. So the the base of the list has always been Luke. Uh, I've been flying him since first edition. He's my boy. Uh, I did have another Y wing in the list. I had Dutch Vander, um, and I noticed. That because Wes uh, was demoted to missiles from torpedoes, uh, and Luke can really take his own target lock, that Dutch wasn't doing a lot offensively for the list, and so he was being underutilized. And so I tried to figure out what was another four-point ship that I could use. Um, I like Wes because he's able to remove tokens and allow Luke's torpedoes to hit harder. Um, so I actually changed Dutch Vander into um, Bodica, and Bodica is really uh, an excellent ship. Uh, as you mentioned, Joe, she's kind of got the bigs effect where folks got to shoot at her, because um, mm -hmm. if they shoot at your other ships, well, Bodica says, well, I'm going to shoot you back, um, and uh, a, a allowing you to double tap at initiative four is pretty solid because there's a lot of uh, other ships that will shoot before you or smaller initiative ships uh, you can double tap without the the uh, backdrop of taking that disarm token um, and then i've played around with the sabine tie previously um, i've danced around with keo a little bit um, and sabine in the a-wing um, I switched to this version particularly because, um, well, my A-Wings get eaten for breakfast by uh, Fen Rao, and I didn't like losing an A-Wing a turn, so I wanted something a little little tankier, something a little more backbone. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
So you and I had very different paths to uh, cut at GSG. Um, yes. Why don't you Why don't you tell me a little bit about your day one? All right. So um, the first match that I had uh, was against a variant of uh, Rebel Han Solo uh, with Luke uh, and Fen Rao, uh, and I think Kia was the last ship on that. Um, so that's a list. Uh, I actually saw two variants of that throughout the two days and the weekend. Um, and with a little bit of, of range control um, and some daring maneuvers um, and uh, with a little bit of good dice luck, um, especially from just a Hail Mary round one uh, instinctive aim proton torpedo into three hits and a crit, amazingly. Um I was able to do enough damage to take Fen off the board uh, pretty early just by calling out where he was going to be and just absolutely punishing for it. Um, so I was able to pull a victory out of that. Um, other matches I had throughout the day, I can't remember the exact orders. Uh, I know I faced um, several rogue-class starfighters and uh, a tri-fighter. Um that was a really close game. Um, it was actually against Aaron, and uh, I, I've played against him a number of times. We've gone back and forth, but uh, he ended up beating me that day. Um, I also faced uh, some Arcs, Padme, um, and one of the... I don't. It's not the Delta 7 configuration, I don't think it is. I don't remember the full list, but um, I was able to, to kind of range control and split up his forces... Um, and since I couldn't really modify focus results, I just took a bunch of target locks on Padme and was lucky enough to take her out in the, the first round of engagement. And then I just kind of melted one ship at a time on my way back into the center. Um, let's see, what else was there? There was... So I'm, I'm looking at your, um... Sorry, I'm trying to multitask while you're talking. Um, yeah. I'm looking at your round-by-round round at GSG. So we talked about your your first match and your second match against the 5T-70s. Uh, oh. oh, I need to, to talk about the 5T-70s. So that was, that was one of the things I was most afraid of uh, facing in this tournament. One, because I, I actually hadn't seen it on the table before competitively. Uh, and so I didn't really know how nasty it was. Um, it very much outguns my list. Um, and so I needed to be very, very careful about my approach. Uh, and so what I tried to do was take my opponent and try to split up their forces and pull them through the rocks, uh, kind of going fast on one end and slow on the other to spread out. Um, and for the most part, I was able to do a lot of damage, but I because of the shield upgrades, um, I wasn't able to um, plow through Casey's um, defenses, and I wasn't able to take out one of the uh, X-Wings on the first round of engagement. Um, and so that was definitely not good, because um, him still having all his firepower while I was kind of spent out of tokens, uh, he was able to do a lot of damage. Um, and Joe, you and I kind of talked that he kind of flies a little differently, 
um, where he kind of spreads out intentionally, um, just starts throwing dice, and wherever he can start dealing the most damage, he'll kind of dive in and take out the stragglers, which is um, honestly not what I was expecting. I was expecting him to stay in formation, get in, and just kind of blow up one thing at a time. Well, if you talk to Casey about it, um, he'll yeah. tell you that that list trades better at range two and three than any other list in the game. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know the particular math behind that, but it wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a powerhouse because each of those T-70s without the shield upgrades is, is a whole seven health to chew through with a four hull and three shields. So... A, with a base 35 health um gosh what do i have luke has six wes has seven so 13 uh nora's another eight 21 blount's five 26 27 28 29 with sabine it, it's comparable and i i do have uh quite a bit of defense dice but um the the level of firepower and the amount of attack dice that he's throwing is, is so much higher than what i can do with those ranges um, yeah, and so he he definitely got me pretty good on that one. So it's uh, interesting. Your your day one, you ended up going. You finished off day one at three and two, which was the the like literally the bottom you needed to make yes, sir. Swiss on day two. So yes. then you go in your day two matches, and what did you face? Oh yes. Uh, so day two. Um, I'm trying to remember what my first match is, honestly. Do you have it out? Yeah, it was uh, against Isofane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, we got into day two and I saw his matchup against Daniel Lim and I was like, oh my god, I'm going against Isofane. I'm I'm in trouble. Um, he's got six ships, he's got some uh, CIS goodness, and I'm I'm concerned. Um, so I went into the game, you know, just playing as I regularly would. Um, trying to pull him into obstacles. I got him to stick his, uh, um, oh, I can't remember, the, the vulture. He stuck a vulture on a rock, um, and I was able to stay out of range of that ship uh, and a couple of his others. I kind of baited him in with the Sabine tie, where I, I usually love just going seven forward on round one because I'm a madman, uh, <laughs> but instead... I uh I did a barrel roll back and then the one hard in um, because he kind of set up all of his guys on that side of the board um, and then I ended up drawing him in and around the asteroids and through uh gosh I guess just tactics um, and a lot of good luck on my dice uh, and, and calling some of his maneuvers I was able to go through. Uh, and beat him by a couple points and I ended up actually pulling away with the victory um, which I was not expecting to do um, so that was that was really exciting um, that was a very close game and it came down uh, literally to the last turn I was like shoot I'm gonna lose by mere points um, and I had a range one shot with Wes onto his full health vulture droid um, and he blanked out and I got the kill um, and then I had another shot at one of his tri-fighters at range uh, and I took it and I dealt just enough damage to take it out which just pushed me ahead 
Yeah, I'm showing a score like, of eleven to nine. It was it was real close, um, because we had gone um, with some of the points. the The first kill that I got, I pushed it back up to uh, actually nine to nine. I was a little bit behind him going into that round. I was like, oh my god, if I get even just one more point, I've got this. Um, and gosh, I. I uh, time was called, so I had a couple seconds to think. Like, all right, where where do I need to shoot to get the points? Uh, and with a couple of well placed shots and good positioning going into that engagement, uh, I was able to get that final kill and get those points I needed to push ahead. But yeah, that was a very very low scoring game. Um, we didn't want to give up anything, either of us. He had lots of calculates. Okay, and then your so that's a win. Going into the first round of Swiss on day two, second round of day Swiss, I see you got a win versus another Rebel Han list. Oh, yeah. That, um, I don't know what happened. I was on my game for that match. Um, I, I was looking at the list, and I was like, okay, this isn't the standard Luke Fen Rao variation. Uh, there's a little bit of a difference in here. He's got, uh, I think this that was five ships, right? There was a lot of smaller A-Wings, yep. uh, Bodica, and I think the Sabine tie. Um, so I was like, okay, he's got a lot going on here. Um, and I know, uh, since I had flown Bodica for a while, um, Bodica is definitely a big threat. Obviously, Han is the biggest threat, uh, but Han is often difficult to take down. Um, and so we set up, and on turn one, I was kind of getting into position and, and figuring out really where I needed to go. And I saw he charged with Han, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and I was like, the what? So I said, okay, he wants to charge. Uh with his, his guns facing the side arc, I'll just stay out of range, uh, charge with Blount. I don't mind if I crash into him. Uh, and then just wait for Bodica to roll up behind, and I'll just tear into Bodica. Um, and he ended up on that next turn uh, just absolutely going in. Three hard uh, folk, or boost focus with Bodica. Um, and with the positioning and the three bank and the boost forward afterburners on Nora, I was able to get into range one. I had Luke in range, Wes in range. Uh, I, had Blount, I, I missed range one with Blount by like a millimeter. Um, that would have been a nasty Fordyce uh, slap of an attack. So I had everybody pointing at Bodica and with the torpedo and three dice, ion cannon turret and Nora's primary and Blount and everything. Bodica still had one hole remaining at the end of that round. And I was like, oh no, I just blew my shot. Um, so I was actually really, really concerned. Um, but with the way that Han was kind of set up with his charge, uh, it made it difficult for him to, to kind of recover and either have two focus tokens and, and uh, get two shots or, or kind of boost to, to get me in. Uh, and so I was making him make very difficult decisions based on my uh, positioning. Um, I was super lucky, uh, and I was able to kind of line up my ships that were still at range, so Luke and Wes, um, line them up. I caught Bodica, and I was able to take her out on the next turn. Um, and once I had her, 
I took a couple pot shots uh, at Han and, and dealt a couple damage. I was like, oh, oh wow, this is this is going pretty well. Um, and coming in on that second round, we each had a point from the objectives. So the two outsides. On the third turn, um, he thought I was going to blow past him and that I wouldn't get shots at Bodica, but I played patient. Uh, and so he went in and uh, bumped and did the stress focus. Uh, I had another, or he had one of his A-Wings come in to take the center point. So he was up on objectives, uh, and I was getting a little concerned um, that I might not be able to take out Bodica. But once I got her, uh, and I was able to kind of take the middle back, because the A-Wing had to gun it out of there, I was able to take the point back, uh, play it slow, bring Sabine around to the point on the other side of the board and take it. Um, and then once I had the center of the board and the objectives, uh, through very, very careful positioning um, and some good dice rolls, I was able to take out one ship at a time. I never took out Han by the end of the game, um, but I, I dealt uh, uh, a little less than half his health. But I was able to take out... Um, I think everything besides Keo and besides uh, Han. I got stupid lucky with a torpedo from Luke that was hit, hit, crit, crit. Uh, and he could only best car one of the two crits. Um, and before looking at what cards he was dealt, he chose, okay, I'm going to take the first crit and I'm going to best car the second. Um, and once we locked that in, he revealed cards and the first one that he didn't block was a direct hit. Uh, and so he got taken out by the uh, the crit and the other damage that was dealt. Because um, he had rolled an evade and blocked a couple of them. That was just enough to get that. Um, that was all of my torpedoes. Uh, and then just, just kind of running around and pointing guns at him while I had him running around the sides of the board. And then I see um, after that you lost your, your top eight to the eventual winner. Um, I, yes. I, I want to go into his list here in a minute, but, um, before we do that, uh, we kind of been bat wrapping for a while. So I'm going to kind of speed through some, some stats. Um, yeah. So for GSG, uh, this year, there were 14 rebel lists, 10 empire lists, eight Republic lists, five resistance lists, five separatist lists. And only three first order and three scum lists. Um, also of note, uh, average list size for the Rebel was 4.4, for Empire was 5.1, for Republic 4.9, Resistance 4.8, Separatists 5.8, First Order 5.3, Scum and Villainy 4.7. So what we're what we're seeing overall average list size. Uh, 4.9 so we're seeing right around that five ship list which is something that i've talked about on the cast quite a bit um that seems to be kind of the the most not the most the most common uh list type that's out there um and five ships made up um 54.6 percent of um no i'm sorry 64.6 percent of uh the participation of gsg with six of them making cut and then initiative five ships made up 47 
uh, or I'm sorry, 31.3% of total lists, and Initiative 6 made up 62.5% uh, of total participation. So just to give you an idea, uh, 5 and 6, still really good. Um, so there's that. So we've we've gone through this whole podcast so far. We've talked about how you did, what you've flown, um, and I, I've been kind of teasing a little bit. Um, I flew first order. Yeah. And um, there's, there's kind of a, a funny story behind that. So I started off this tournament season with a five-ship first order list. Um, and I took second place in San Francisco uh, at a store championship here um, with that five-ship first order list. And then uh, the very next tournament that I was a part of, um, a good friend of the cast, Miss Hurst, flew a Rebel Han list. Um, and he kind of got me on the Han train. And so, as you know, Mason, and as the rest of the cast knows, I've been flying Han pretty much um, in one way, shape, or form since June, middle of June. Yeah. With the exception of one tournament that I brought the First Order back to, and I didn't even place. Like, I, I think I went two and two. Um, but so, I, I've been flying Han, and I was talking with Mitch... Um, the week before GSG and um, I was joking with him. I'm like, dude, I don't think I can make top four. I don't think I'm, I'm good enough to do that. Um, so I'm thinking about bringing a list that I'm just going to have fun with. Um, and of course, as you all know, from list of the cast, there was three lists that, um, I brought up to GSG, uh, and I asked you all what I should fly. I asked my locals what I should fly. Uh, I asked some friends on the East Coast to play and know me what I should fly. And it was a resounding, you should fly the five ship first order. So, what was that list? Well, uh, it starts off with Blackout with Sensor Scramblers, Prockets, and Lone Wolf. Kylo Ren in the Whisper with Enhanced Jamming Suite, Instinctive Aim, Predator, Magpulse Warheads, and Advanced Optics. Lieutenant LeHuse with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner. Commander Malaris with Cluster Missiles. And Lieutenant Gaelic with Heavy Laser Cannon and Proud Tradition. So that's the list. Um... And this is kind of, it's it's very similar to what I flew in San Francisco, all, although it seems like a lifetime ago, it was only just a couple months. Um, uh, but I made, I made a few tweaks um, and just really wanted to play something that I can enjoy. I went into this tournament with zero expectations. Um as I'm sure Mason can attest to, like normally before the tournaments, he'll, him and I will sit together and we'll be like, so what are you trying to do this tournament? Yeah. And we didn't do that this time. Um, so my road to, to cut was, um, 
quite quite a bit different than yours because I ended up going four and one on day one. Oh yeah, and, strong showing. And um, so I'll kind of briefly go over each one of the what I faced against um, some of the pilots. Every game that I played was incredibly close. Uh, until it wasn't, the scores really don't do it justice. Um, but just had an amazing time. So with that said, uh, first round I played against, uh, also another friend of the cast, Patrick. Um, he was flying his five T seventies. Now I had actually faced Patrick and this five T 70 list at the, uh, store champs earlier this year. And so I kind of had an idea of how he flies it. Um, and I knew that my first order ships could, could take him. So I won that one 21, 10. Um, the next round, round two, um, I flew against uh, a gentleman named Juan, uh, also super friendly X-Wing player, uh, had some good banter in the game. He was flying, uh, let me see, he was flying uh, Anakin and Mace in the Delta 7B, and then Wolf and Oddball from SOC. So um, this list, I was... I was honestly um, very concerned uh, flying it. He initially started off outpacing me, um, and I was kind of able to to creep my way back to a seventeen thirteen victory, um, and and that was a close match. So now I'm now I'm two zero and feeling kind of good about things. Um, still. Still nervous, taking, you know, trying to take it one game at a time. Um, I fly against the, um, oh, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Let's see if I can, um, no, I, I don't, I don't see his name. Anyway, um, it's the gentleman that, uh, actually ran the GSG, or not the GSG tournament, the, uh, the Gamescape tournament that I went to in San Francisco at the beginning of the season. And he was flying a, a janky list. As we had talked about this, so I want to I want to get your thoughts on it on air. But he was flying Cannon Jarrus in the VCX with Ghost, Tactical Scrambler, Veteran Turret Gunner, Clan Ren Commandos, Iron Cannon Turret, and Compassion. Saw Guerrero in the U-Wing with Pivot Wing, Shield Upgrade, Contraband Cybernetics, The Child. Ezra Bridger in the Gauntlet with Chopper, Chewbacca, Swivelwing, Knight Brother, Contraband Cybernetics, Veteran Tail Gunner, and then Sabine Wren in the TIE Fighter. Wowzers. What a list, right? What a bunch of chonkers. And I, I would tell terrifying. you, this is um, kind of the first the first match that I think my my luck really came in because there were two possible scenarios that could have been in round three and it was either chance or assault and round three just happened to be chance. I think if it was assault, I think I would have lost this game. Oh yeah. The objectives with certain lists, if you get your weakness against a list 
or, or an opponent that has a list you're not sure about or what exactly they're going to do. Gosh, especially with those giant two large base ships, a medium, and then the, I think you said Sabine tie for the last ship, right? Yep. Gosh, they, <laughs> those are literally kings of the hill. They will sit on the objective and you will get nothing. Oh yeah, and they they're so hard to burn down, and so I did manage to get a win, twenty one fifteen. He absolutely murdered Blackout. It was it was called the crime scene investigators bad. Um, oh no! And like when he did it, I thought that I was I was done for um but i managed to get him to chase kylo a little bit um with canon and ezra and i think the turn that i lost blackout um i managed to take out ezra so um getting canon to chase kylo while the rest of my list kind of came around and plinked away at, at the back really uh, kind of set the rest of that that clawing back to to victory which if you haven't figured out by now pretty much all of my games were like that it was I started off getting my rear end handed to me and um, trying to just focus down and claw my way back so I guess from an analysis perspective, um, since you had a lot of issues with uh, opening engagements, um, I kind of see our list as a little bit backwards, where maybe your list struggles a little bit with the opening engagement, but it has a lot of strength in the late game. Um, a lot of ships that can really just do a lot of work, whereas um, my initial engagement uh, is very, very strong in those first few turns. Um but once I'm at afterburners and certain ships are kind of gone off after different objectives, um, the late game can be a little bit of a slog if I don't have Luke and Wes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I, I think it's a lot of it's with the, the target priority when you start off. Like mm. on my list, a lot of my opponents ended up killing Lieutenant Gaelic first, which is fine because I present him out there. Um, because I want to want him to try to get his heavy laser cannon off, and I don't mind losing him first. He's actually the weakest weakest piece of my list. Um, Lehuse or Malaris will tend to go next, and I try to keep Blackout and Wylo because those those are my in game pieces. Yes, um, and they can they can certainly do do the damage as um, we'll get to in in a couple of uh in a couple of rounds. So yeah. Sorry, I'm going to kind of speed us along. Um uh, going into round 4 uh was my first loss of the day and I flew against um Oh, I want to say his name was Jonathan. Um John Witherspoon, was it? Yeah, that could or was be it, it. Somebody else. Yeah. Um Good guy from Portland. Uh, he ended up coming in uh, runner-up for the entire tournament, um, flying 
Fenrau, Bodica, Hera, Sabine, and Benthic Two Tubes. Um, I will stick by my perceptive co-pilot is a problem because uh, him being able to focus and evade and pass that evade to Hera every turn was a huge pain in the butt. But really what happened with this list or with this game um, was my initial position was good and literally, and I, I hate it when people say this, so I hate that I'm saying it, my dice just crapped out. Um, like it was, it was an absolute slaughter um, going into round four on table one. Uh, you want to guess what the score was, Mason? I'm almost scared to ask. How bad was it? 20 to 5. Oh, well, I think I think my uh, game against Padme and Arc Buddies was 20 to 4. That was nasty. I wouldn't give up half points on anything. So I I feel that. Yeah. Oh, it was it was bad. So I was now. So we're going into round five. Right. Uh, on day one. And. I'm concerned that, man, if I lose this next match, my chance of, like, I've, at this point, I'd won three matches, so I had already made day two. But I was concerned that um, tomorrow would be single elimination for me, basically, and I'd be single elimination all day. So I didn't want that. So I faced up against another Joe, and uh, he was flying Scum and Villainy. Um, and we got into the first and second engagement. He rolled, and I'm not joking about this, one paint, an eyeball, on 11 dice with Fen Rao. Oh, no. And reached his hand across the table and says, good game. And I, having had catastrophic dice failures like that, um, totally understood, like, and there's nothing you can say as your opponent, like, hey, man, sorry about your dice. It's really the best that you can get. But, uh, yeah, just... (laughs) Wow. Couldn't couldn't believe it. So that ends ends day one. I'm four and one. We get into round six. Round six was a stream game. Um I encourage you all to check it out. Um I will let that game speak for itself. I ended up losing uh eighteen to fourteen uh against the eventual winner. So you'll notice the theme. My only losses up to this point were against first and second place. Um, so now I am, I got to get to that magic 15 number to make top eight. And yeah. so this match absolutely has to, it has to be favorable to me in order to do it. So, um, I'm flying against uh, Jorge 
and Jorge is a galactic championship uh, scum winner. Um, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, great game. He was just destroying me the whole the whole the whole game. Um, you want to guess the score on this one? Oh, I'm I'm trying to remember if you told me. Um, it was it was really close, wasn't it? Wasn't it off by just a point or two? Yeah, so it was twenty to nineteen. Oh my god, you just barely got it. Oh yeah, and so what what had happened was um, the second to last round. Um, I had killed one of the arcs. I think I was at 13 points and he, and so the scenario was scramble the transmissions. Um, I had 13 points and control of two of the satellites and he was at 19 points. Oh man. And I was down to just, Wilo and Blackout, I think. Um, maybe I had a tie. I, I don't know. It was... It's all it, a blur. It, it was bad, and I was at 13 points. The final round, I... Um, and I had Padme on two health remaining. I had Oddball on one health remaining, and I had Jag on three health remaining. Um, and then I hadn't even touched Anakin. Like he was just flying around kicking my butt. So, um, I end up blocking oddball so that he can't claim an objective. I secure the objective with Kylo and I end up with a range three bullseye shot on Padme. She's got two health left. Uh, I roll the dice. I roll hit, crit, crit. And he's got three defense dice. Padme is focused, evaded. He rolls blank, blank, focus. (laughs) So there's one crit going in to Padme. Um, and it's it ends up being a direct hit. Amazing. So, so I get four points from Padme, and I get three points because I controlled all the objectives. So, in like this this game was such a slog for me that I go to put in put in the scores for everything, and I. I put in, I put seven points for me and then I look up and saw that I had 13 the round before and I'm like, wait, that puts me at 20. That can't be right. And so I had to do a double take at the score sheet because I somehow turned it around uh, and, and got that one point victory over him. Incredible. Oh yeah. It, it, w- it was amazing. But, and so that's, that's the second time 
that uh, luck showed up and smiled favorably on me. There's there's one more time. So let's get into that. So the top eight match, I'm playing against Nicholas Berry, uh, who, if you've never played against him, um, just absolute wonderful player. Um, we were we were kind of going back and forth, and so here's here's the thing that uh, I didn't know going into this match. By yeah. time I got into top eight, I had already secured an invite. And what I mean by that is there was two people in the top eight that already had invites. Nick Sperry was one of them, and Casey was the other one. And you maintain your position in top eight. So I was the number fifth seed. So if Nick had beaten me, that would have been one invite rolling down and that would have gone to me. So, but I didn't know that going into the match. Um, so we're, we're going back and forth. The scenario was assault on the satellite array. We get to um, the the round before time's called. There's like minutes before time's going to be called. Yeah. And um, he has, so his list was um, uh, starter pack Vader, Merrick Steel with fire control shield upgrade, Tomax with Sat Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator, Backstabber, and Mauler. Now this one I, I didn't start off I didn't start off behind. I got Tomax early. Um but he was kind of able to to claw his way back, um, get a few important kills, um and take the lead. So then we get into we're, we're minutes before time's about to be called. Um, I have two ships left, Blackout and Kylo. And um, he's got three. Um, Backstabber, Merrick, and Vader. And so uh, Backstabber's off kind of doing his own thing. Blackout and Merrick are duking it out and Wylo and Vader are duking it out. And, um, I get the kill on Merrick with blackout, but I didn't think it was enough because he had, uh, 19 points or he had, no, he had 18 points and I thought he was going to get, pick up two objectives, but then he's like, hold on, man, let's measure. And, Kylo was just in range of the same objective that Vader was in range of. So that ended up being a push. So I'm going to go one more round. And uh, now we go into this round and he only needs one objective point and I need two. So... um, he, his move that he did with Vader would have put him out of range one of the center objective, which means uh, with and where I put Wylo, 
he would have been in range one of the center objective and then blackout had done a maneuver maneuver to put him in uh range of another objective and he had backstabber in range of a third objective so the only way that like going into this round the best that i was hoping for was a road roll to decide the the victor oh my god so vader's on one health um he does a one bank in front of kylo and um kylo um has uh i think i had to reposition into a jam to jam vader so he does a one bank in front of of kylo Mm -hmm. and then he's like man i'm not sure what to do and i'm like well this is what i would do based on the decision i would target lock to get rid of the jam then i would barrel roll into a focus yeah um and then just pray to the dice gods and then we go into a road roll and he he agreed with me that that was the best course of play and um so vader's again on one hole violet now he barrel rolled out of range one of Kylo. So I roll, um, I think, I don't even know if it was a hit or a crit, but one of those two and a focus. So I spend a force and put up two dice. Vader's got a focus token. He's got force and he rolls blank, blank, I. So oh I my do, gosh. Yeah, so I do one damage to Vader, securing a 26 to 20 point win over Nick Sperry to get Amazing. into top four. Yeah, so definitely, like, who who was it? Someone said that you have to, you have, if you're going to do well in an X-Wing tournament, you have to win one that you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and, and a couple other things. I, yeah. I felt like there were at least three matches that I probably shouldn't have won that it just came out last minute as as <laughs> getting there. So that that puts me in the top four. Um, my top four match, I get the rematch of um, Jonathan with the the people's evade with Hera and Finn Rao. And he's all concerned. Cause you know, like 60 to 70% of the time there's the revenge of the Swiss happens. And, um, again, you don't, you don't have to believe me, but it was the same game. Again, my dice totally just failed me. Uh, Kylo got one rounded, um, or one shot from Finn Rao. Um, and it was Rebel Finn Rao. And he didn't even have to crack shot. That's how bad it was. Um, oh, nasty. Yeah. So it was Salvage Mission. Um, he ended up winning 23-7. to seven. Um, Good on him. But, yeah, just absolutely thing there. 
And at first, I was a little bit bitter because my dice had performed so bad. And it always irks me when that happens. I was tilting a little bit. But I had to take a second to kind of realize that I just gone to top four in an event with a uh, a squad that I enjoyed flying and I really needed to count my blessings here over over the bad dice right and especially yeah. recounting it and talking about all the games that literally came down to a dice roll um like I'm just very, very thankful to have finally secured that invite. Yes, sir. We're proud of you, man. You played well. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I certainly tried. And uh, Mitch Hurst did a great job running the event. Uh, if you get a chance to go to GSG next year, um, absolutely go. It was a wonderful time. Uh, Mitch runs a tight ship. And... Um, the, the community, the X-Wing community is just what makes the game as good as it is. Because um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, even when I went through my probably five or ten minutes of pouting after losing at the top four, everyone was very understanding and uh, very supportive. And not a single one had to say to me, hey, man, you just went top four. Like, chill out, chill out. Uh, all of them were like, hey, it's it's rough when it ends, you know. And then I kind of came to that myself, that, hey, you know, count your blessings over, over your defeats. Oh, yeah. And I'm stoked that both of us made it to the, uh, the final cut. That was, it's been a long time since I performed that well. Um, and, and kind of looking back at the list that we were running, um, I had been running Luke, Wes, Bodica, and the two A-Wings, Keo and Sabine, and uh, my heart said Nora. Throw throw Bodica out the window and, and bring Nora, um, which I I love that ship so much. Nora and Blount, such a good combo, and, and flying what you love is really so important um, because even, if, even those games that you do lose... Um, and we all lose games. Um, it, it makes the wins uh, feel better. It makes the losses feel better too. Because at least, uh, at least you did the best you could. Uh, you enjoy what you were flying, uh, and and that's what it's all about. We're here to push plastic and, and throw dice. We're just a bunch of nerds having a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we've been going on for about an hour. Uh, it's a little bit longer than a typical uh, Salt Mines podcast, but. I would be remiss if we didn't cover the mid-tier lists of uh, GSG in true salt mines fashion. So uh, do you want to uh, join me on this and um, talk about the mid-tier list, or do you have to go? Uh, no, I can stick around. Let's do it. All right. So um, in true salt mine fashion, so I'm not going to be talking about names, so much but just lists and so because it was um essentially seven rounds of swiss the mid-tier list the magic number we're looking at is 12 and 13 um 
uh, event points. So starting at the top of that list, we see Rebels and we see Harrison Dula with Marksmanship and Magpulse Warheads, Fen Rao with Crackshot, Predator, Beskar Reinforced Plating, Boy Luke, Bodica with Predator, Beskar Reinforced Plating, and Mandalorian Optics, and Sabine Wren with Beskar Plating. Oh, wow. Those are all really good ships. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great pieces in Rebels. You'll notice that this is very, very similar to um, the list that I lost to twice. Um, but I think the big difference in there is I think Benthic Two Tubes is a better piece than Luke for what you're trying to do with this list. Yeah, I think Luke is a very good all-arounder piece. Um, but if you're, like you said, if you're, if you're building a list that's focused on moving those tokens around, uh, Luke doesn't really ever have tokens to move around. He's always taking the target lock and, and choosing violence. Um, so I definitely think, uh, the Benthic and, and moving tokens, uh, is kind of the supreme option on that tortilla, if you will. Oh yeah. All right. Next one we see, uh, Paul Heaver's list, so Sock, Anakin, Oddball, Wolf, and Jag, and then Padme with Juke, Passive Sensors, and Plasma Torpedoes. Uh, what do you think about, about this list? That sounded like a lot of ARC 170s to me. Oh yeah, so three ARCs, um, an Ada, and a Naboo. Yeah. Um, that list, it's... Gosh, Padme's ability to deny uh, the ability to to adjust and uh, modify multiple dice is very strong. Um, the arcs are just a bunch of chonkers. I think one of them has a, a, like an extra hull upgrade built in. I think that's oddball, uh, and that makes those very nasty to deal with. Um, I, I think what a lot of what I've seen uh, with that faction is those arcs are kind of a centerpiece. Uh, and I saw Padme, uh, and I think in a few of those lists, and ca that last piece is the one that seems to change around uh, a lot. Um, so it's it's very, it's a challenge to get through. Um, you just kind of have to to range control and, and trade at the favorable ranges and go in for the kill when you can get it, uh, and hope you don't get blasted to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then the next one, very similar list, except this one, well, almost the same. Padme's kitted out a little bit differently. Uh, mm -hmm. Padme, Marksmanship, Passive Sensors, and Proton Torpedoes. I actually think I like the Juke Plasma Torpedoes better. Yeah. Um, even though Ad Padme's shooting third or fourth, um, and usually if you've got everything on the same target, but uh, I think having Juke when you're down to two dice, if she survives that long... Um, is is better. Yeah, Juke's a very very powerful um, upgrade, especially on the lower initiative ships who are towards the end of firing. Uh, especially on uh, like her and on Keo, uh, where those ships do have some mods, uh, but they're only chucking two dice. And to be able to go after an opponent and focus them down, burn through all their tokens with higher initiatives, and then try to finish them off uh, while taking away one of their evades is very powerful. Oh, yeah. 
All right, and the next one was uh, my round. Uh, what round was he? Round three opponent, or no? Sorry, round two opponent. Uh, yeah. He was flying Mace Windu with heightened perception R four P seventeen, Sock Wolf, Sock Oddball, and then uh, Delta Seven B Anakin with Compassion Crackshot R four P and Shield Upgrade. Uh, just. Speaking from personal experience, it's a solid list. Um, you got four three-die guns, basically, and Mace can get in there and attack before Anakin, which can create some problems. Yeah. that's it. You said heightened perception, right? So he's shooting yep. at a seven? Yep. Yeah. That's... That's interesting. Um, that upgrade can be very, very powerful in the right situations, especially if somebody doesn't realize you have it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I get to take you out first. I'm an initiative kill you. And then you're like, nah, dog, I'm actually a seven. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Next, we see Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon with Biston, Perceptive Copilot, Trickshot, Wedge Antilles in the A-Wing with Predator Marksmanship, Boy Luke, Sabine in the TIE Fighter with Beskar Reinforced Plating and Kiovenzi with Juke. So uh, a list that we've seen popularized over and over again. Uh, I want to say that Wynan had a very similar list to this, if not this list, that he ended up uh, winning either Gen Con or Nova with. I should know this. Um, but just a good solid meta list. Yeah. And I'll point if, out... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. And I was going to point out that the next list is almost exactly the same with the only difference being Han Solo was kitted out with Chopper and Ancient Upgrade over Trick Shot. So. Yeah. I think um, Chopper to take an action while you're stressed as Han is actually really, really powerful. Because people aren't always able to shoot at Han if he's doing space donuts. Um, and so taking that damage to make sure you can either boost out of danger uh, or get your double focus with Perceptive, also Curse Perceptive, teehee, um, to be able to get those two shots with Bastan, um, I, I think that's that's probably the, the best way to kit it. Trick Shot is good. Uh, and yeah, you are relying on closeness to rocks, um, but also making sure that you can always have those um, two focus to actually make those shots count and to get that second shot is huge. Um, and then for the other pieces in the list, solid. Um, I think with with Han and the boys, as I like to call that, um, it, it's all about how you fly it because the pieces themselves are very powerful um, but because I think the, the list is very meta and very kind of hyper-popularized, um, I think a lot of folks are finally now realizing how to deal with it. Um, I know I faced two variants of Han and Friends, or Han and the Boys, um, and, and they can be tough matches, but if you go for the right pieces and you know what the target, um, you can take them down. Yeah, and I think that's kind of more, more of the thing is... Uh, it's still a really powerful list, but yeah. it's been so oversaturated at this point that people know how to fly against it. 
Um, yeah. All right. And the next one, um, you should recognize actually the next two lists. Um, oh, yeah. So we see Han Solo with Chopper, Perceptive Copilot, Biston, Engine Upgrade, Millennium Falcon title. Tycho Kelchu with Ion Cannon and Prockets. Bodica with Marksmanship, Crackshot, Beskar Reinforced Plating. Keovenzi with Juke and Sabine and the TIE Fighter with Beskar Reinforced Plating. Hey, yeah, I know that list. I think that's the one I played against on stream, right? In round seven, so round two, day two of Swiss. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's it's a slightly different take on the uh, Haunted Friends list. Um, yeah. Slightly different pieces, but nothing... Um, Nothing that you should look at and be like, oh, I've I've got this. It's definitely still a scary list. Yeah, the I was not expecting, uh, and we were talking about this later on Tycho uh, with those fourteen points taking an ion cannon uh, and then the Procket. Um, I got super lucky um, that I was able to roll enough of aids to knock it ionized because he had a couple nasty shots with that ion cannon turret, uh, and if he'd landed those and set up a bullseye with Tycho, oh, any of my ships would have been in danger. Um, so Tycho with uh, Ion Cannon and Prockets is a scary piece for... Uh, he's four points with Initiative 5. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's he's definitely a threat to be reckoned with. Um, some of the other pieces... Um, I mean, just, just all the pieces are good, but... Um, this, I think, especially having gone so far, um, just that variation um, and that difference from the standard um, throwing Luke and throwing Fen in there um, really kind of throws people off. And I like those little bits of shakeup, um, just a little different flavor on the list that can really kind of throw somebody for a huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, two more lists to talk about. Uh, next one, we've got Dirge with Seismic Charges, Xanadu Blood, Proton Cannons, and Treacherous. General Grievous with Solus One, Shields Upgrade, Impervium Plating, and Marksmanship. DIS-387 with Treacherous. DIS-T81 with Treacherous. DFS-081 with Grappling Struts, Independent Calculations, Energy Shell Charges. And DGS-047 with Stabilizers and Kraken. Um, so a nice little CIS salad here. Um, yeah. This was Isofane's list, right? Yep. Oh my gosh, those tri-fighters go fast. Oh yeah. Um, five forward slam for a five forward is a scary across the board uh, wombo that I almost wasn't ready for. Uh, I was scared that when I did my uh, barrel roll and one harvest of bean, uh, I wasn't able to get away fast enough. Um, fortunately, she's a mad lass and can do a seven forward with a boost and then a five. But man, those things come screaming in while the other ships are getting into position. Um, and if you get caught off guard by those tri fighters, they're glass cannons, but they're they're a force to be reckoned with. Um, especially if they can barrel out of arc or out of range uh, and take an evade. Uh, and just tank up, or they can go all in and get violent. Um, Grievous, um, just solid. He got to use both charges of Solus One uh, off of Torpedoes, two ship crits, and it's like, oh my gosh, Grievous is a chonker. Oh yeah, uh, he's overall, still good. 
even though he doesn't have outmaneuver anymore, he's still a great piece. Yeah, just just a really tasty salad, you know, CIS salad. And then the last list that we'll talk about uh, is identical, um, I believe, to the winner's list. No, no, sorry, it's not identical. Uh, it looks like, um, never mind. So this is Darth Vader, and I don't know which Darth Vader it is. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um... And on that point, both of them are, are very, very good. Um, and they both have their places in certain lists, which is really interesting. So um, it's it's Boy Vader with Boy Mauler, Boy Backstabber, Tomax Bren with Bomblet Generators, Barrage Rockets, Sat Salvo, and then two Black Squadron Aces. Yes. So six ships, um, four at, or three at five, one at six, and then two objective runners. Um, just, just a nasty combination of stuff that can, um, get you if you're not paying attention. Oh yeah. Um, initiative, uh, is, is big. Um, and so if you can out initiative and potentially take a piece off the board before it can have a chance to even interact with objectives is huge. Um, and objective runners um, are also very effective, especially if you got to have somebody that, that might not have a big gun, but take an objective and run with it. See ya. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that'll that'll conclude our talk about GSG. Um Thank you, Mason, for coming on the podcast and chatting with us. Hope you all enjoyed a uh, longer episode. Let's go ahead and go into our last segment. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for your time. It means a lot to me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It lets other people know why they should listen and tell your friends. Thank you to our patrons, who without this podcast would not be possible. As you know, I like to end each episode with a question. And this week's question is... What list do you enjoy flying? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.